cliffcentral.com. All right, Ron, the last couple of days have been, you say, the best trading days you've ever had. Absolutely. Really? A- absolutely the best trading days anyone could ever dream of. Uh, if anyone's been following my Twitter, I think you'll know exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> nice to see you, dude. All right, so um, there was a bit of a tumble for Bitcoin. It did raise, uh, erase $38 billion. Don't believe everything you read. So. Uh, okay, now listen. So you, you don't think it says – you think a lot of interest might have gone from Bitcoin to Bitcoin Cash. Exactly. So in other words, it's not erased. It's just moved. Exactly. So the crypto right. market capitalization, the total amount of money in crypto markets has been consistent at about $200 billion. So it's gone to 204 and it's gone back to 198, but it's around $200 billion, mm-hmm. which means that all that happened – let's understand what happened. Mm-hmm. Bitcoin went to an all-time high, and there was a scaling debate. What they meant by scaling debate was how much can they actually scale Bitcoin? Because today, the number of transactions that the Bitcoin network can actually execute is very low. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that, one of the reasons for that is because they use very small blocks, one megabyte blocks to process this. Mm-hmm. And so part of the community turned around and said, look, let's double the block sizes. And that was what they called the SegWit 2X upgrade. That was all the talk on Twitter. Right. And the original guy said, no, we want to keep the one megabyte block sizes. And a whole lot of other guys said, no, we want to double the block sizes. So this is where they split off from each other. Well, they were going to. They were going to split off. No. And in response… This is to when you explained forks to us the last time. Exactly. Okay. And in response to that split that was imminent, people thought, let's buy Bitcoin… And then when it splits, we'll actually get both coins. We'll get the Bitcoin and we'll get the new Bitcoin 2X coin. Mm-hmm. And so last Wednesday night, I'd finished shooting my show for Thursday. And at 10 o'clock at night, a tweet comes out and says, Segwit 2X is canceled. Yeah. And so the split was no longer going ahead. It was called off. And then what happened was people turned around and said, there, were, there was a whole lot of people that turned around and said, we actually want big blocks. Yeah. And there was an earlier split in the Bitcoin chain, which was called Bitcoin Cash. And that has eight megabyte blocks. That's got really big blocks. But the Bitcoin community hate the Bitcoin Cash community because it's it's run by this guy called Roger Ver. And it's it's this big fight between Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. And so what happened was all the money went from Bitcoin into Bitcoin Cash. And so Bitcoin Cash went from about $400 in the beginning of November to or, or, or late October to $2,750 over the weekend on Saturday. Yeah. And if you followed my Twitter, what, what I did was I was buying it all along. So I was buying it from 400, 500, 600, and I kept posting, buy Bitcoin Cash, thank me later. Buy Bitcoin Cash, thank me later. Buy Bitcoin Cash, thank me later. <laughs> Not in my wildest dreams that I think it would go to 2,700. Right. Um, so for our portfolio, I never caught the 2,700 because that was only for like a minute. When did you sell? So I started selling at 2,2. I yeah. sold as many as I could at 2.2, and then I waited a bit to see if it was going to go up. It went down to 1.8. I sold again at 1.8, and then I, I, I waited again to see if it would go down again, and then I sold again at 1.5. But what I realized was that if the money is going out of Bitcoin Cash, where is it going to go? It's going to go back to Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And Bitcoin was at 5.8 at the time. And so I posted on my Twitter, buy Bitcoin. And I, I was typing so fast, it actually says, but Bitcoin. I saw that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. And then I retyped it, and that was when Bitcoin went up from 5.8, and it's trading now at about 6.5, 6.550. Right. So we actually caught both sides of the, of the seesaw. So we, went, we caught the down and we caught the Nice. Up. Yeah. So couldn't have timed it better. For the first time ever, couldn't have timed it better. All right. So 
Um, what is the future of this? I mean, Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin, it seems almost like a binary system at the moment. So if people are in one, they can't be in the other, or should you hedge your bets? Should you go with the established? Should you go with the bigger blocks? What's, what's your general feeling on this? There's a big fight between the community. And I don't know if you remember what I said last time, but chain splits are actually, in my mind, a very important part of the world progression. Mm. So when a chain splits, it's not like you have to pick one or the other. You hold both, right? which means that if the one team succeeds, you succeed. And if the other team succeeds, you also succeed. So it's kind of like you don't lose anything by holding both coins. Some people have been selling their Bitcoin cash to buy Bitcoin, and other ones have been saying we're much more Bitcoin cash supporters and we're selling our Bitcoin to buy Bitcoin cash. Mm -hmm. Um, And what are those symbols again? Because Bitcoin is BTC. And then Bitcoin cash is BCH. BCH, right. Okay, I got you. So, um, look, there's two schools of thought. Uh, one school of thought says that Bitcoin will be a digital gold or a digital store of value and Bitcoin cash will be a cash or transactive mechanism. That's the one school of thought. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the diehard Bitcoin fans, what they say is that there are other scaling solutions that don't involve bigger blocks. So off-chain scaling. And they call this off-chain scaling the lightning network. And kind of like what it means is that if we transact with each other 10 times a day, what we'll do is we'll just put the transaction through once a day uh, with the net amount between us. So it's actually called off-chain scaling because the, all the transactions between us during the day are done off the chain. Right. So, yeah, so some people think Bitcoin is going to be a store of value and Bitcoin Cash is going to be a cash. And others believe that Bitcoin will be a cash, but it'll just take more time. Um, if people are, are are still wondering what the difference is between those two, then there's there are also other cryptocurrencies. And and we were talking on Friday last week about Dash. We can get into that just now. But there's Ethereum, and there's Ethereum Classic. Is this more or less the same thing? Yes. It's, uh, it th- there was only one chain, and the chain was called Ethereum. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, a while back, there was a hack, and a, a whole lot of tokens were were, ha- were stolen, were hacked. Mm-hmm. And so there were two schools of thought in the Ethereum network. The one school of thought said, let's move back to before the hack and continue the, the, the chain as if the hack didn't happen. And the other school said, no, no, no. The rules are that if, if, if you get hacked or if you get breached, you continue with the breach. Mm-hmm. And they had this whole big argument. And eventually what they decided to do was they decided to split the Ethereum classic guys, as the name says, are the classic guys. They're the guys that kept Before the hack, kept going as if there wasn't a hack. As if there was a hack. In other words, uh, what they, they're uh, the classic okay. guys. They're saying, look, we're going to pretend that the hack actually happened and we're going to continue the chain as if the hack actually happened. Right. The Ethereum guy said, no, 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 no. Let's go back. Let's pretend the hack didn't happen and continue from the link before. So there's, there was, as if there was no hack. And so um, you got two schools of thought. Now, more people moved onto the Ethereum side, mm-hmm. including Vitalik Buterin and Vlad, which are the two superheroes of Ethereum. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that's the, that's the reason why we've got Ethereum and Ethereum Classic. Now, Ethereum Classic's also had an amazing run this week. It's gone from 11. I saw it trading at about 18 or 20 this week. Yep. And that's because they're running their conference in Hong Kong. So usually before conferences – the prices go up because they usually announce amazing technological updates at these conferences. Mm-hmm. Would you buy Ethereum? Do you have Ethereum in your portfolio? I have Ethereum. I'm a, I'm a, it's my biggest holding um, in some of my portfolios. And Be- not Ethereum Classic? Um, not Ethereum Classic, and I'll tell you why. I went to the Ethereum Developers Conference in Cancun, Mexico, and mm-hmm. what I realized there was that the smartest people – there was 2,000 of the smartest people in the world – in one room, yeah. solving problems all on the Ethereum network. Yes. Now, there's no cryptocurrency that has that bigger support 
where 2,000 of the smartest people in the world are willing to fly to Mexico to attend a developers conference. Wow. And when I stood there, I realized, um, I realized a few things. I realized, one, that these people, as smart as they are, have very poor dress sense. But <laughs> <laughs> um, specifically when it comes to shoes, it's those strappy sandals. You know, you know, oh, you know the ones no, I'm talking about. No, those are about. terrible, but those people are smart. Those people are smart. In, fa- in fact, that's how I decided who the smart guys were and who, yeah, and who weren't. Right. But I also realized that you know when 2,000 people who are the smartest people in the world come together to build something, mm-hmm. and they all do it in a collaborative, positive way, then um, it's a recipe for success. And that's why I'm backing Ethereum. All right. Um, we'll get back to the, the cryptocurrencies themselves in a moment. Is it important to actually own a coin? You know, Is it important because people want to know what units of currency are? In South Africa, we say, well, if you own a Kruger Rand, you own X amount of gold. Is that important or is it important to have just some? It doesn't matter. Yeah. So I think the thing what you must do is you must get some exposure to cryptocurrency. So you can buy points. So a Bitcoin today will cost you, I haven't checked in rands, but call it 110,000 rand. Yeah. But not many people can afford to just lay no. out 110,000 rand. But what you can do is you can buy 0.1, which mm-hmm. is 11,000 rand, or 0.01, which is 1,100 rand. Mm-hmm. So you can buy any derivative up to, I think, eight decimal places, if I'm not mistaken, of cryptocurrency. And what I suggest is that anyone who's listening and, and is interested should buy something. Why? Because when you buy, the price is going to go up and down. When the price goes up, you're going to feel like a superhero. When the price goes down, you're going to start reading a lot to make sure that your position is actually safe. Yes. So that's exactly what happened to me. When I started trading Bitcoin, I bought because it was going up. But then one day it went from $1,000 to $600. So what did I do? I wanted to make sure that my position was safe. So I started reading every single article about cryptocurrency. And here, here we are today. Yeah, and, and you've said that when it starts to drop, you buy more. Exactly. I, I only buy on the way... Do you have a finite portfolio or do you keep adding to that in, in terms of I have a of finite actual? portfolio. Okay, so, a, so you're not going to, let's say that you've got 100,000. Yeah. And that is how much you're prepared to spend of your own money. And within that 100,000, you move money around. Correct. So, okay. So what I did was I took a percentage of my net wealth, a very mm-hmm. small percentage of my net wealth, and I said, this money I, I'm happy to lose and I'm putting it into crypto. And so what I did was I actually. So for anybody, if you're earning a thousand rand a month, then, you know, let's say a thousand rand a month is kind of ridiculous because then you, you really have to just buy food and try to eke out an existence. <laughs> but let's say if you earn five thousand rand a month or ten thousand rand a month, um, then take a small percentage of that and be prepared to lose it, but also be prepared to start to learn. It's exactly that. It's school fees. Are you willing to pay school fees? Right. Are you willing to put a bit of money aside to learn about this new technology that's going to change the world? And, um, yeah, that's what I did. I, I, I took one, well, a couple of percent of my wealth. I put it aside. Mm-hmm. I split it between myself and my son. So my son was born around that period. And I took his Bitcoins and I put them in a safe. And that's locked away. And I took my Bitcoins and I started trading them. And uh, I, I guess when he's 18, we'll compare portfolios. And we'll see if it was better to just buy and hold just Bitcoin alone, yeah. or whether we should or sure. whether we should have traded. All right. Let's just talk for a minute about um, the the the. The criticisms, because there, there was this commodities guru, this guy called Dennis Gartman, yeah. and he says Bitcoin is a market for criminals and millennials. He puts them both in the same category. He says he will not invest in it. So you want me to comment about a guy who puts criminals and millennials into the same category? Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> I mean, but let's just let's imagine that he has a point. Let's just say criminals. Forget about the millennials for a second. 
Um, he's wrong on, on, on a whole lot of accounts. Yes, of course, the dark web uses cryptocurrency because it's very easy. But they use cash as well. Mm-hmm. So you can compare it to cash. In fact, I interviewed Richard Branson and I asked Richard Branson the same question. He's, he's very knowledgeable about crypto. And I said to him, you know, do you think that, that, that cryptocurrency um, threatens governments? And he says, cryptocurrency is just another form of cash. That's all it is. So they're going to deal anyway. You know what's ironic is that with Bitcoin, there's a trail of everything, whereas with cash, there isn't. So remember that the blockchain actually keeps a record of every single transaction. Mm -hmm. Now, those transactions are linked to a wallet address and not to an individual. So you don't know who the wallet holder of 123456 xyz is. But you do know exactly all the transactions. That wallet is participating. Not only that. You can log on today. If you know my wallet number, you can log on today and you can track every single transaction that I've made. It's open. It's you, hmm. any, Everyone can see it. Well, that's the whole point of cryptocurrencies. That's why we like them. Exactly. There's nothing hidden. Exactly. So governments are going to have to adapt to, to work within the cryptocurrency system. They can't avoid that. The tax laws are going to, be, have, to have to be written around the cryptocurrency system. The foreign exchange laws are going to be, have to be written around. But until then… <laughs> get <Until> in, then, <laughs> get in while you can. because yeah. of, of course it's going to take governments a long time to catch on. Uh, they our, are slow to turn. Our financial services board doesn't recognise Bitcoin as a currency or a commodity. So to them, a Bitcoin is the equivalent of a stone or a marble or a bottle. So buy as much as you can because they don't re- recognise it. Correct. So it doesn't have value Correct. to them. So if it goes up, they well, don't care. If it goes down, they don't care. You can cash out at some point. They'll go, huh? It's, a, it's a great a windfall. area. It's a great area because SARS may say it's an appreciating cap uh, asset and therefore you've got to pay capital gains. Um, the tr- old SARS maybe. Trust me. Trust me that SARS aren't giving up on this, on all these profits. Okay. Um, let's talk for a minute about the others. There's Dash. What the hell is that all about? It's just another cryptocurrency. It's like Bitcoin. Um, it's just another cryptocurrency. So there's 1,500 odd cryptocurrencies today. Some of them are cash equivalents, mm-hmm. like Bitcoin, well, like Bitcoin Cash. So like the biggest one's Bitcoin, then Ethereum, then Bitcoin Cash. Bitcoin Cash, then uh, probably Litecoin, which is a derivative of uh, of uh, Bitcoin. It came. Mm-hmm. It's a co- it's a guy called Charlie Lee who copied the Bitcoin blockchain and started his own one called Litecoin, with um, blocks processing much quicker. In other words, instead of a block processing every ten minutes, he processes the blocks every two and a half minutes. Okay, so much quicker. All right. And then you move down the list. Sorry, I'm going to open the list. But I think the next one down is Dash, which is another derivative. Right. Uh, you've got Ripple. Ripple is a bank to bank clearing mechanism. So if a customer in India wants to send rands to a customer in South Africa, instead of using the US dollar as the central platform, what they do is they transact using Ripple. So they buy mm-hmm. Ripple and then they trade their Ripple. Hmm. So it's almost created this like layer between the banks. Wow. Now that technology is working very, very well. It's installed in a lot of banks. So it's not really a proof of, of con- it's, 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 it's not an, a concept. It's, it's, it's actually, already working. It's working. Um, can we just talk for a second about these drops and these rises? Can we so, just talk about one more? So number yeah, seven, yeah, sure. now, and the reason why I want to talk about number seven, it's a currency called Monero. Okay. Now, now Monero is actually, the lead maintainer, because there's no owner of, of decentralized currencies, sure. is a South African. Oh, uh, really? His name is on Twitter. He's Fluffy Pony. And he, <laughs> oh, please. But shouldn't you change your name to a better one on Twitter if you are now… Fluffy <laughs> Pony. His name is Fluffy Pony. He is a big celebrity and a very, very, very early adopter of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. 
Um, he lives the lifestyle in Plet, and he he is the lead maintainer of this cryptocurrency called Monero, which has a market capitalization of two billion dollars today. Wow! And has had a fantastic run. Now, he, that currency is a currency which is completely anonymous. In other words, the, in this currency, you can't see the you can't see where the trades are going. So. These currencies, Monero and another one called Zcash and a couple of others, they are the, what they call the anonymity coins. Mm-hmm. And these are the ones that people criticize saying, you know, they're part of the dark web. But their defense to it is they're saying, look, it's not part of the dark web. It's for companies and individuals who don't want to show the source of their supplier, for example, hmm. um, or don't want to show what they're actually buying to, to create the components. Right. And so what they do is they trade it anonymously. And huh. so those I think we're going to have a big problem with one day because I don't know how the governments, if ever regulation comes in, if they can ever regulate, I don't know how the governments are going to respond to the anonymity coins. Monero, huh? Yeah, Monero. The, right. the symbol is XMR. Okay. Yeah. You can buy that? You can buy that, yes. You can't you buy, buy any? You know? Yeah, I've got, I've got a few in, in one of my portfolios. Okay. So the reason why I say I've got a few, I bought quite a lot, but it's gone up from – 90 cents to 130 and at like 125 I started to bomb them right all right so aside from Luno what other apps can I tap into what do um, you use so I buy you can buy your Bitcoin on Luno yes and now I think you can buy Ethereum as you mentioned earlier but then the problem is you're limited with the number of tokens that you can trade so what I then do is I transfer my my to- my Bitcoin and my Ethereum to international exchanges so Bitrex or Bitfinex or Kraken or Poloniex. So those are the four big ones, really. So I transfer my Bitcoin there. And when you get there, you can trade thousands of different currencies. So what you do is you swap your Bitcoin for Ripple or Monero. And they have these these trading pairs. So you don't have to go Bitcoin, US dollar, and then US dollar, Monero. There's just a trading point that that's Bitcoin versus Monero. And you can actually trade your Bitcoin for Monero. Because remember, in the hmm. crypto world, the the base currency is not the US dollar. The the big mama currencies are the Ethereum and the Bitcoin. Hmm. I love it. All right, Ryan, we've got a little bit of time left. What else do you want to throw in here? Um, portfolio update. So, um, oh, oh, I mean, uh, wait, before portfolio, Bitcoin gold. Please, can we talk about that quickly? What is that? I'm very surprised that Bitcoin gold has traded as high as it has. It's a bunch of people that split the Bitcoin chain with very little support. Very, very, very little support. And what they said is that it's very expensive to mine Bitcoin because Bitcoin mining, and for those who don't know what Bitcoin mining is, it's the process of confirming the transactions. So all the computers that are plugged into the network that confirm the transactions are called miners. Yes. And the process of Bitcoin mining has become very expensive Mm -hmm. and dominated by the manufacturers. So the manufacturers thought instead of selling these computers… We'll just make a supercomputer that can keep on churning out. But instead of selling them, we'll just rather make them and, yeah. and, mine, process, Bit- and, process, and yeah. mine Bitcoin ourselves. Sure. So the Bitcoin gold guy said, look, what if we change the mining of Bitcoin to become like an alternative coin, like one of the other coins? And then it's not that expensive to mine. You don't need specialized equipment. Yeah. And they broke away. And to be honest, I thought that… that who are these manufacturers who are making all this Bitcoin? Um, a company called Bitmain. A Chinese, Chinese okay, company. So they, they, just, they just build massive computers that can process huge amounts of information. They build, so remember, we, we avoid centralization. So mm-hmm. there's no such thing as a massive computer. Mm-hmm. But they manufacture a whole lot of small computers. Okay. They manufacture a whole lot of small computers. Um, 
And uh, now instead of selling them, what they're doing is they're actually mining the Bitcoin themselves. I got you. And so they're not shipping as many machines out. They're rather hoarding them, starting their own um, Bitcoin farms or Bitcoin mines and mining Bitcoin. And so the Bitcoin gold guy said, let's make it easier. Let's be able to use a normal machine with a graphics yeah. card. Okay. And so they forked the Bitcoin chain and they created Bitcoin gold. Now, Bitcoin gold, uh, I thought wasn't going to do anything. So I sold it for like 120 and I saw it went to 400 and it's now back down to 220. Okay. So, so you know what? You win some, you lose some, but you didn't put a huge amount into that. Well, you get automatically when a chain splits, the, the number of Bitcoin that you have, you automatically get the chain split. So if you had okay. 100 Bitcoin, you get 100 Bitcoin gold. If you had All right. two Bitcoin, you get two Bitcoin gold. And if you had two Bitcoin, you get two Bitcoin cash. I got you. So in other words, if you have Bitcoin, you already have some Bitcoin cash. If you have some Bitcoin cash, you have Bitcoin gold. Exactly. I mean, that's how it works. Exactly. Okay, got you. So you wanted to talk about the portfolio. You opened up a, a portfolio for us to monitor. Yeah. Where we can get an idea. You started on 100000 Start on $20,000. Okay, so, all right. Yeah, so that was, the, I think we started on $20,000 in cool. October, the last time I was here. It was about five weeks ago. It was about five weeks ago. Okay, yeah. so $20,000. How are we doing now? So we are on 68,531.77 as we speak. Wow. So we've made, what's the percentage increase there? So That's pretty impressive. We are on 200. We've we have more made, than tripled our money. We have more than tripled our money, correct. But again, that is a, I won't say a fluke, but we caught the Bitcoin cash up and we sold it near the top mm-hmm. and we caught the Bitcoin at the bottom and it's now gone up mm-hmm. and we had an earlier one that I posted on Twitter which was called EOS EOS, and we caught that one from about 90 cents and we sold it at about 110 115 120 so I posted all of these these, these buy and sells on Twitter um, and so we had a great run um, we are also holding one more token called Omisego which is Almost like another Ethereum. Oh, Misago. Oh, Misago. Like a character from Star Wars saying I'm leaving. And um, it is, uh, it's the only one that we're holding, and I think it's because it's quite undervalued at the moment. So I've okay. managed to pick some up, and we're holding them. So Very I'm actually going to post on Twitter. My Twitter is at CryptoManRun. I'm going to post what the portfolio looks like now. And then uh, I think the next time I come here, we can, we can look at it again. It's beautiful. I love that you, you were here, and we've tripled our money in, what, a month and a bit? It w- if, had we met on Friday, it wouldn't have been as good. No, sure. But I, let's, let's count it as today. You're yeah. here now. This yeah. is meant to be. All right. I love it. Run, thanks so much, man. Cool, man. Awesome. Great to, great to be here. Let's, you, can, let's... you can check Run out on Twitter. You can find out all the info. We'll keep uh, you up, updated, and we'll, find, we'll post all the information on cliffcentral.com for you as well. Fantastic. And also, um, this week we have our show, which you were at the filming. Uh, we interview Sir Richard Branson and we get yes. his, uh, we get his views about cryptocurrency and what he's invested in. Fantastic. Uh, that's on uh, CNBC Africa. Um, this coming week. This Thursday night at 8.30. Very good. Thank you, Ron. Thanks, there guys. Crypto Man Run. Cliffcentral.com.